Hello and welcome to the NicheSiteTools.com podcast where we share experiences, tips, and tools to help everyone achieve a greater level of success with their online adventures. Hey everyone, welcome to the first episode of 2018, episode 109 of the NicheSiteTools.com podcast. So glad to have you here. In this episode, we're going to talk all about security for your WordPress website. There's been so much information in the past couple of weeks about Spectre and Meltdown. You've probably heard about that, which is a CPU issue with most processors out there. So like Intel chips, chips in your cell phone, just about everything has a CPU in it. So most of those are affected and you've probably heard about them. You know, I have working in IT, it's it's all we hear about. We hear about different updates from day to day. So this is all in the press and it's very important because we also got some information about a member of our private Facebook mastermind group whose site was hacked after he had been away from his niche sites for a while. So I really thought it was important to talk about this and I'm going to have some tips that everybody listening out there can and should do on your WordPress websites today to make them more secure. And since this is the first episode of the new year, I wanted to take this opportunity to wish you a very happy new year. I hope you guys had a great holiday season. And we had a lot of ups and downs. We got a new kitten in the middle of December. So if you hear somebody on the table here, if you hear like paws walking around, it's probably him. He's not on the table at the moment, but he was just a little bit ago. So we got a new kitten. My team made the playoffs after 17 years of a playoff drought in the NFL. The Buffalo Bills finally made it to the playoffs. And we weren't really projected to get anywhere this year with new coaches and a new bunch of new players and uh, trading a bunch of our players away and things like that but we did make the playoffs and the cool thing was the game was here in town so there was thousands of Bills fans coming from all over like I said because we hadn't made the playoffs in over 17 years so this was all pent up uh, aggression anger excitement so there was thousands it was projected somewhere between 10 and 20,000 Bills fans from all over the U.S. and actually one came from Italy as well so other countries so it was really cool to see all the events events that week leading up to the game and there was a ton of things in town my wife and I actually met up with a bunch of people at the airport when the team was arriving and the team said they've never had such an outpouring of fans at the opposing team's airport before so that was really cool a lot of neat activities unfortunately I did end up getting the flu that weekend and it was about a five-day fiasco and just like uh, you hear in the news here in the U.S. the flu epidemic is spreading so I'm not the only one, but I feel great now. No residual issues. It's been over a week since uh, that's been gone and out of here. So that's all good. Unfortunately, we did experience an unexpected death in the family. My father-in-law passed away, unfortunately. So it's been a lot of emotional ups and downs these past several weeks, but Hopefully it's going to be a great start to the new year and positive things are ahead and hopefully you had a great new year's and you're looking forward to what's to come and if you need a reset restart the new year anytime start fresh start with a positive attitude and I wish you all the health happiness and wealth that you can possibly achieve in the coming year. And one other quick thing I wanted to mention I've been thinking about different formats, different things that I want to do, kind of assessing where things are, doing my taxes, taking a look at things, numbers for the past couple of years, and trying to determine what the best use of my time is and how I can help the most number of people and kind of what format to use, whether blog posts or I enjoy the podcast the most. 
It's actually the easiest for me. It takes me the least amount of time to do a podcast versus blog posts and research and things like that. But one thing I've noticed is that the income has gone down the past two years. I had a peak about three years ago, and then the last two years it's decreased a little bit each year. And there's a bunch of reasons for that. I've taken an inventory of you know where some of that income came from and things like that. So there's certain products that I was promoting on different sites that either they changed their formatting, their price increased, things changed completely, products were no longer available, affiliate programs were no longer available. So a lot of things happen that has caused that. And I take a look at traffic numbers and things like that. Traffic has not gone down. So traffic has slowly increased. It's not great. I'm not, you know, having millions of hits or even hundreds of thousands of hits per year, things like that. So it certainly could be better. But I'm, you know, kind of just taking an inventory and trying to see where things are, where I might want to refocus to get the most use of my time. Obviously, I love helping you guys out. I love helping the most amount of people possible. But also my time is valuable, so I'm trying to determine how best I can use my time and to deliver what you guys are interested in. So if you wouldn't mind, if you are listening to this podcast, send me an email to chris at nichesitetools.com or you can go over to nichesitetools.com forward slash 109 for this episode and leave a comment. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you don't like. If you have any suggestions or things you're wanting to try, maybe things aren't working as well as you would hope for your niche site projects or maybe you're doing uh, fulfillment by Amazon, maybe you have drop shipping businesses, whatever you is, it is you might want to be doing, let me know that and I might be interested in like reviewing different products or going different avenues myself. I have thought a little bit about this so far and I've talked to Marcus in the mastermind group and my buddy Jeff as well. And, you know, just kind of bounce some ideas off of folks and try to get their opinion, see what things are working for them and try to take a step back and take in the bigger picture and see what can be the best use of my time. So things may change. As of right now, I'm not quite sure what that means, but we will see. I have thought that doing review posts of different tools, since the site is obviously called Niche Site Tools, and some of my review posts are the most popular traffic-wise and things like that on the site, that I may switch to doing a little bit more of that and maybe put the podcast on hold for a bit. But I'm not really sure because those types of posts take me a lot longer to do. And I switched to podcasts because it allows me more free time and I can do them quicker, whereas one episode may take me four to six hours for the prep work, recording, editing, and things like that. If I'm doing a review post, I generally probably have to purchase a product, do some extensive testing, which is probably going to take me somewhere, you know, in excess of 20 hours for a particular post. So really, it's it's kind of a balancing act, you know, so I'm, I'm kind of trying to decide where to go with that. So if you have any suggestions for me or things you'd like to see more of or less of, definitely let me know. Reach out chris at nichesitetools.com. That's the best way you can remain, you know, 100% anonymous. Uh, You could use a fake email. I don't care. Just go ahead and send me some details and let me know what you think. Let me know what you're working on or might be interested in learning about. And that may take me in a completely different route. So I'd really appreciate it if you guys would reach out and give me some feedback on that. But we're here for an episode about security for your WordPress website. So let's get right into the content for this week. 
The motivation for this week's episode actually came from a post from Chad in the private Facebook mastermind group over at nichesitetools.com forward slash mastermind. And he had mentioned that he had been doing some fulfillment by Amazon and he had neglected his niche sites to the point where he hadn't done much with them in, I believe, several months or longer. And when he went back to log in, he found that his WordPress websites had been hacked. So he realized that he had lost traffic, he had lost rankings. And when he went to check his Google Webmaster Tools, or I believe it's called Google Search Console account now, it had mentioned that his site had been hacked and as a result, they had a penalty. So obviously, if they're going to de-index your site and remove your rankings, that's going to be a pretty big hit. So he did contact his web host. They did some scans on his site. They were able to clear things up and get things taken care of. So that's the positive. And I gave him a link to an article that had some information on exactly how you go about getting re-indexed by Google. You basically have to tell them that you fixed the malware or whatever was going on with your site. And they go out there and scan your site to make sure that you don't have anything residual on there. And then they begin the process of going ahead and re-indexing your site, re-ranking things. And hopefully it's a relatively quick process. From some of the posts I found when other people were hacked, if they found it relatively quickly within a couple of days, their site actually reappeared in the indexing within 24 to 48 hours. In some cases, it took up to a week. But again, every situation is going to be different and it is definitely going to probably depend on how long your site has been that way. So the longer it has been out there like that, the worse off you probably are. But we're all hoping for the best for Chad and he's keeping an eye on things and he'll let us know. So far, I haven't gotten any updates on that. It's been a couple of days, but hopefully all is good with that. But it did definitely bring to light the issue of security And there's been so many different things out in the press recently. The Spectre and Meltdown, which is affecting just about every computer that you probably use, every smartphone, just about everything out there is most likely affected by this. And things like that are getting a lot more press lately and it's becoming more and more prevalent all the different hacks that are going on out there. So it is more important than ever that you secure your website and there's a couple of easy ways that you can do and a couple of things that you can do right away to make sure that you're at least doing some minimal effort of trying to keep your website secure. And I also got some other great tips from Jeff in the private Facebook mastermind group. We were actually emailing back and forth about something else and I asked him if he wanted to share some information about his hack that he had. He had a hack about 10 years ago actually and he had given me some great suggestions to pass along to you guys and he was hacked not once but twice and it will he had a budget hosting company way back then i'm just going to go through and read his specific tips that he wanted to pass along and i'm going to expand upon those and give you guys some additional tips as well but what he had said was here's some bullet points from him he had said always use domain privacy and i always say that as well make sure that you get that domain privacy because you will get a lot of scam attempts that people want to sell you services and things like that. If you use your regular address and you use your regular email address and a phone number, you are going to get called, you're going to get things in the mail, and you're definitely going to get emails of people trying to scam you. You're just basically publishing your information out there saying, I have this online business that I'm working on, and you become a quick target of scammers, phishing attacks, and things like that. So definitely pay the extra dollar or two. I think through Namecheap, who I recommend for all the domain names and things like that. 
I think it's a dollar or two. I think it's free your first year, and it's a dollar or two at most to continue that. Beyond that, definitely get domain privacy. It is well worth it. And on a similar note, he said, this not necessarily security related, but it is a good tip. He said, set all your domains for auto pay so that they don't expire without your knowledge. He had that happen a few times, forgot about the expiration of his domain names and think places like Namecheap and those are really good about emailing you. But let's say you have your email and then you happen to change it and you forget to go into your account and they sent the email notification to an account you don't monitor often. Set those domains and things to auto pay so that you will retain ownership of those domains and you won't lose them. So that's just a side note, but another great tip I thought was worth mentioning. But on the security front, he went on to say, always install a plugin that limits repeat logins. And there was one way back in the day. This is another security tip. Make sure you keep your plugins up to date. And if they are out of date and if they're not regularly updated, Find another plugin that does something similar. Limit Login Attempts was one plugin that used to be out there and it used to be the most popular recommended plugin for this. And Limit Login Attempts itself with that name has not been updated in over seven years and that's a known exploit that has been taken advantage of. So you definitely don't want to use the limit login attempts specifically. I did happen to go out there and search for related plugins and there's a new one that's called limit login attempts updated or something along those lines. So that might be a potential option. But if you are using the Jetpack plugin, which has a lot of other useful features for speeding up your website and things like that, optimizing images, that does have a limit login attempts security function within the plugin. So if you are using that for anything else, there's no reason for you to go out there and get another plugin that does the same thing. So you can use the security module built into Jetpack for that. So that is a good thing to always do. Good suggestion there. He said, make it a habit to update WordPress and its components monthly. I would say on your more active websites, do that more often than that. So I would say every two weeks. So what I do, since I do podcast episodes every two weeks, every two weeks I update all my plugins and WordPress if there is an update out there. So anything that needs updating, I do that every two weeks. So I will take a backup before I update the plugins. Oh, that's another thing that I'm adding in here that Jeff didn't mention. Make sure that you have full backups, off-site backups of your site. So what I recommend is the free plugin Updraft Plus Backup and Restore. It is a free plugin. You can pay for extra support in the event that you do have an issue that you need to restore from. But I've had to restore my site from a full backup before. I was able to do that absolutely for free without needing any help. It's an excellent plugin. I take a full backup before I update anything on my WordPress website because just updating one plugin or one theme or WordPress itself can cause issues and it has for me in the past. So just always be double careful anytime you update things and just do a quick backup before. And then once you do your updates or you update any content, anytime I put a new podcast episode out there, I will also do a backup afterwards so I don't lose any data if anything were to happen to my website. So keep WordPress up to date as often as you can. If it's a website that is just sitting out there and you're not doing a lot of updates too, I have a couple of those and I do update probably those on a more infrequent basis. So once a month makes sense for sites like that. But if you are using them more often and they're really active 
websites, I would recommend keeping them even more up to date. So that's something you definitely want to do. And I'm going to expand upon that when I say when you are going in there and if you have plugin updates, you'll see that in the WordPress dashboard when you click on plugins or updates. And also one additional step you really need to do you need to go out there and click on more details for your plugins, or if they don't have a more details option, you can click on the plugin website. There's usually a link for either more details or a link to the actual plugin website. And you wanna check to see when the plugin was last updated. And that was eye-opening for me. That's something I don't do as often as I should, but that's how I found the Limit Login Attempts plugin. A couple of years ago, I think it was a year or more that I found that that hadn't been updated in quite a long time. And it did have some exploits that people were taking advantage of. So you want to go out there and click that for each and every one of the plugins you have and check to see when the last time it was updated. If it's anything more than a year, I would say you probably want to look for another plugin to see if there's something else that can accomplish the same thing. Because if something's been out there and it hasn't been updated in that long, most likely it's going to have some sort of bug or some sort of security hole that people can take advantage of. So if it's within a couple of months or a couple of weeks, you're good to go. They regularly are updating it and things should be just fine. Just keep on top of the updates. But if it's anything over a year, I ended up finding two plugins on my site, which I'm not going to mention because I don't want to give anybody any ideas. One of them was four years old and one of them was seven years old and it wasn't limit login attempts. I've removed that from the site a while back. So I had two other plugins that absolutely are, have been out there forever, absolutely most likely have some sort of security vulnerability, and absolutely I'm going to be checking for a plugin that does something similar if I even need to have that plugin any longer. So obviously over time you're going to have some plugins that you may not even remember what you had them for, but they probably solved a particular issue you had at the time. And if you do disable them right away or remove them, it may render some of your pages or content. You may have some issues depending on what the plugin was for. So you just don't want to go in there and wholeheartedly um, deactivate them and delete them because it could cause problems with your website. But you do want to go out there, search for related plugins, see what you can find, something that's more recent, and try and replace that as soon as you possibly can. So those are some of the things, and that's one of the things I really haven't heard mentioned anywhere do keep your plugins up to date, but also make sure that your plugins have been updated on a regular basis. So check those details, go to the plugin website, anything over a year you want to be very wary of. And obviously I had two that were one four years and one seven years. So that's, you're just asking for trouble there. So definitely keep an eye on that and update those plugins with something more recent in those situations. And the next suggestion that Jeff mentioned was that in the event your site is hacked, always ask for the logs from your web host because you don't know if your hosting provider's data could be deleted. You don't know what their retention policy is. It's always good to have those logs. Hopefully they provide you with with all the logs and they're not trying to mislead you or hide anything. Hopefully they're giving you all the information, but definitely request that. Make sure that you have it and you keep it in a safe place so that not only you can refer back to it, maybe you're not super tech savvy, maybe somebody else, you can have a third party check it out and see what they can find for you. So that was a great suggestion. Have those logs, get those logs from your web hosting company and keep them so that you can refer back to them. And the next one was, he said, don't go with the cheapest bottom dollar hosting company you can find. Pay a bit more. He says, why? Because they probably don't have the funds to reinvest in their infrastructure 
or they're just a reseller and the infrastructure isn't theirs anyway. So this is a great suggestion. There's a lot of fly-by-night hosting companies out there or dollar hosting companies, you know, where they're the definitely the entire business model for them is to sell the cheapest hosting and to just get most number of people signed up. Those types of companies are probably going to have shoddy reputations and reviews online, and they're going to have minimal, if any, actual support to help you in the event you do have a hack like this, because that's obviously the most important thing is being able to recover from a hack like this. So you want a company that's been out there for a long time, that they're prepared, they constantly update their infrastructure, and they're there for you when you need them. And since I just renewed my web hosting hub account two weeks ago, I've been with them for seven years years now. I have had a great response from their support anytime I've needed them. Fortunately, knock on wood, I have not had any hacks on my site or anything to note when it comes to security-related issues like that. But the good thing to see was when the Spectre and Meltdown patches and everything came out, I think it was around two weeks ago now or a week and a half or so ago, the next day I received an email from them that they were taking it very seriously and they were going to update all of their servers the next day. They did exactly that. They had a quick reboot for those patches to take effect and they were patched and good to go. So they are always on top of things. They're always updating their infrastructure. I see updates to their network all the time. So having been with them for seven years, I know that they stand behind their product and they've always been there anytime I've needed support requests. So that goes a long way. I'm always looking for for a deal as well. So like I told my, I think I told them in the Facebook mastermind group that I actually asked them if there was a way I could get a discount on my renewal. And just like that, I got a 20% discount on my renewal. That doesn't mean you shouldn't try for discounts, but if you've been with the company and they've been great all along, that's really hard to find, especially when it comes to hosting and things like that. There's a lot of companies out there that don't stand behind their product, have huge outages or things like that that are just really unacceptable. And I've mentioned different hosting companies in the past that different folks in the community have had issues with. So you can go back and listen to those episodes, but all along Web Hosting Hub has been there. So if you're looking for any sort of hosting or you're looking to possibly switch because maybe you've had issues, maybe you have been hacked, you want to be aware of those things. Those things should not happen very often. And if it's due to no fault of your own, definitely be weary of that. They, It is up to them to make sure that they have a certain level of security to protect you. Of course, you have some responsibility as well. If you haven't updated your website in over a year and you have outdated plugins all over the place, part of that is certainly going to be on you. But you want to make sure that your hosting company is there and they know what they're doing. So 100% certainty web hosting hub is a great company that I wholeheartedly recommend. So if you are looking for a great hosting company that stands behind their product, you can head over to nichesitetools.com forward slash hosting, and that will always take you to their lowest discounted rate available. And you can always head over to nichesitetools.com and click on the resources link at the top of the page. That's always where you'll find all the different tools that I recommend as well. So like Jeff said, don't go with the cheapest bottom dollar hosting company. Make sure you get a hosting company that's reputable and stands behind their product. You know they'll be there in the event you do have anything happen on your website. So another great suggestion. And his last suggestion was to keep your passwords in some sort of encrypted database. So there's a lot of tools out there for that. You can research different tools. And he recommended an open source tool for that called keeppass.info. That's the website. You can check out more information about that. 
And those were the main suggestions that Jeff had, along with a few that I sprinkled in there from myself and expanded upon as well. And there was one additional main tip that I wanted to provide you as well that sort of came out of the conversation that Chad had had with his hosting company, and that was to install a security-related plugin. There's a couple of them out there. There's a bunch of them that are really well-known. Two of them are Securi. S-U-C-U-R-I is one, and the other is WordFence. Both of those two are the most common plugins out there for security-related functions, and I think both of them have over a million downloads each, so you know they've been out there. A lot of folks use them. A lot of folks have tested them, and they're constantly being updated, and I installed them both on several of my websites. And looking at them, and based on what Chad said, his web hosting company had cleaned his site, and then they had installed the Securi plugin on his site for him to keep things, um, to keep an eye on things after the fact. And I think that's probably the better one for most folks in the basic terms. If you want a basic plugin that's going to go out there, scan things, let you know if your site's on any known blacklists, or if your site's been targeted for spam. Or it's also going to go out there and scan your site to see if there's any malware or anything's been modified, things like that. It's going to do all that basic scanning and it's going to do so right on that main page of the plugin in the uh, dashboard there. So it's all right there. You can see pretty quickly. You might be concerned. It shows you some files that have been modified since you installed WordPress. So they're different than the default WordPress file. So if you have changed something, like I know a couple of files that I've changed, so that wasn't a big deal. So you might not necessarily need to be concerned with all that if you actually go in there and edit files on your site. But there's other things that it tells you, like different vulnerabilities that were in the lower right-hand corner of that main dashboard page that I actually went and fixed and I was unaware of. Like there are certain things on my site where you can go to a different directory. You could go to your main website forward slash some different directory that's on your WordPress installation and they could see, for instance, all the CSS files that are on your website. Or they could see different files that are in different directories on your website that don't have a web page associated with them. So basically they could scan your website see different CSS files or different uh, website files on there and get some idea on what you have installed and different ways they could exploit your website. So different things like that, I went in there and I fixed right away. It kind of told you what to do. It said you can go in and edit this one file, copy paste this line in there, save it, and that'll fix this issue. If you don't know what you're doing, you can click on those, take the information that it's telling you to do there and just contact your web host. Get a list of everything it's telling you to fix contact your web hosting company and they'd be more than happy to walk you through how you edit files manually and help you secure your website like that. So that's another reason you definitely want to have a great hosting company so they can help you out in situations like this. So luckily for me, none of my websites were hacked. I checked all of them with either one or both of those tools to see what sort of information they were providing between the two. And I took all the suggestions in the lower right-hand corner of that Securi plugin and I implemented all of them. So I no longer have any recommended fixes or any vulnerabilities there based on the security plugin. So all is good. All checks out as far as that goes. So I would say to most certainly install one or both of those plugins. I wouldn't say to keep both of them, but try them out. Try Securi first. See what you think. And if it doesn't really meet your needs, it does look like WordFence has a lot more options. And there are premium versions of these products if you want additional security monitoring on a real-time basis 
you want them to be notified in the event you have a hack or something like that. So they're kind of there proactive to help you out and try to fix things for you. But everything that I did was done via the free plugin and I didn't have any issues whatsoever. You do need to get an API key for some of the features for the scans, but that was really easy to do. It was much easier with the security plugin. So I would definitely recommend going with that one first. And if you feel that you might need some additional scans or you want some additional level of scanning and some more information to keep yourself even more secure, get some more details from a plugin. WordFence looks like it has a lot more advanced features as well. So start out with security. If that does what you want, helps you get your site more secure, good to go. Just leave that one, scan your website every so often. But uh, WordFence is also another possible option. And I'll link to both of those plugins and anything I mentioned on the show in the show notes, which again will be nichesitetools.com forward slash the number 109 for this episode. And just a couple other quick suggestions on what you can do to make your site a little bit more secure. One thing to keep in mind whenever you install WordPress is generally going to ask you what you want your account name and password to be. So certainly you want your password to be as long as possible, as obscure as possible to prevent somebody from easily guessing your password. But you can also change that account during your login process. By default, I believe it's going to be admin. I don't recall exactly because I always change my login for each website. So each website of mine that I have has a different login account and obviously password too. You want to keep things different so that if any one of your sites gets hacked, not all of your sites are going to get hacked. So keep that in mind next time you install WordPress. Change the account name from something other than admin to something else. That'll help because most folks are going to assume that your password, your account is admin and then go about guessing your password from there using brute force attacks and things like that. So that's one of the most basic ways people try to hack into your website. So change that account if you can during the WordPress installation and for sure make your password something that isn't easily guessed. The longer the better, the more special characters and things like that so that they're not using dictionary words to just try to guess your account or using pet names or different social engineering ways by getting things off your social media accounts. There's a number of different ways they can do that by finding accounts and passwords on the dark web and things like that. So don't use common accounts and passwords that you use for all different accounts. Don't use the same passwords for all different accounts. If somebody were to hack into your email account, for example, like with the Yahoo email scandal where all hundreds of thousands of people's email accounts and passwords were hacked, if you're using those same types of passwords on your WordPress logins and things like that, they could easily try to guess with admin and that password that they found if they were able to tie things together that you have different websites. Maybe if you don't have domain privacy, they find your email in your domain information. They can match that with password lists out there and they could gain access to your websites. All these different methods are out there for people to be able to hack into your account. And there's, you know, there's always going to be a hundred more different ways that we haven't even thought of yet. But you don't have to be afraid of that. Do some basic common sense things. Like I mentioned, change your passwords, change your account, keep your plugins up to date. Make sure your plugins have been updated in the last year or so. Make sure you have decent hosting with reputable support that you know they're going to be there in the event you do have any issues. Make it a habit to update your WordPress along with your plugins, themes, everything that you have that's part of your WordPress install. 
have a plugin that limits login attempts. So if somebody repeatedly tries to hack into your account, it can block their IP address and things like that. The Jetpack plugin from WordPress has a built-in security module for that, or there are other plugins out there that'll do that. And make sure that you do enable domain privacy for any of your domain names to keep your public information private. And one last quick tip that I just thought of as I was editing the podcast is you can enable two-factor authentication. I think you're probably familiar with that. Probably most of your banks or your financial websites or healthcare-related websites, just about anything these days, forces you to have some sort of two-factor authentication. Whether you need to use an app like Google Authenticator or many times they'll just send you a text to the mobile phone on record with a particular code that you have to enter. I'm sure you've seen that. There's different ways that you can use two-factor authentication with WordPress, and I'm pretty sure that that Jetpack plugin, the security module, also also has two-factor authentication built into it. So check that out first if you do already have Jetpack and you're limiting the login attempts with that. But there's also a ton of other different two-factor authentication tools out there. That's another great way to prevent login-related hacks as well. So all great suggestions. Thank you, Chad, for the motivation for this episode. And thanks, Jeff, for sharing your information with the folks. A lot of great information. Greatly appreciate that. As always, you guys in the audience are awesome. I get a lot of my motivation for the posts from things that you guys post or ask about. And you provide a lot of great information for everyone else out there as well. So as always, thank you guys so much for all the information that you give back. I greatly appreciate it. And with that, we'll go ahead and wrap up this week's episode. Again, since I haven't talked to you guys since last year, one last Happy New Year. Hope you guys have a fantastic year, and we'll catch you again in the next episode, blog post, or email. Bye-bye now. 